live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Stuff. Hello, I can't believe they actually did that. <laughs> I requested like live from an attic in the north. I don't really like telling people where I'm from and they've put it in. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much, Graham. You're an absolute star. So tonight we're talking about trying to source free technology uh, as an alternative to some of the more expensive options out there. Uh, make yourself heard. Come in, make a comment. See if you've got a favorite piece of kit, let me know. And live we'll go from there. An attic somewhere in the north. This is The Late Show with Tom Starkey. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. So, hello. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. It's Sunday night. I hope everybody's not feeling massively anxious about tomorrow. But today, what we're going to do is we are going to talk about uh, technology. And you know what? It's not even technology tonight. Today, we're going to be talking about cash, that money, those readies, that moolah, that sweet do-re-mi, and how it's not often the case that people have got unlimited funds when it comes to sourcing technology. So what do you do if you want to use technology in your classroom, but you just can't afford it? You open your wallet, a moth flies out, your line manager says, oh, no, no, we don't have that. For, we don't have any money for that thing or that thing or the other thing or that thing back there. OK, so what we're going to look at is we're going to look at how we are sourcing free alternatives to popular software. I'm not too sure that this is going to make me particularly popular with those who sell software. But you know what? Hey, what are you going to do? You know, um, I'm sure people will. Uh, be uh, very open-minded when it comes to me saying, well, you know, what you could do is you could you could get that for free. Um, so if you have any comments, if you've got any favorite uh, free software that you like to use in your classroom, have you done a search yourself and found an absolute diamond bit of kit that acts as a really, really good alternative to the things that you might have used if you had the cash. That's what we're looking at today. Um, once again, big shout out to Graham for sorting out. That's my own personalized introduction. You know, I've made it, darlings. I have absolutely made it. Uh, big shout out to Graham for sorting that out for me. I'm still using my own jingle for Tom's Tech Tips, though. Gee, seriously, I spent ages on that. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, yeah, so uh, I've had some comments already via Twitter. We've had some uh, really, really good suggestions. And uh, yeah, so just let me know. You can uh, leave a comment on Podbean uh, live during the show. Uh, please leave a comment on Twitter. Uh, you can use the TT Radio account or you can just uh, hit me up at tstarkey1212. I've got three screens going on today, guys. This is it. This is absolutely crazy. I've got Twitter in the corner. I've got, uh, I've got my pod teacher radio screen in the middle and I've got well to be honest I haven't got anything on the other one because I can't fix it yet but anyway so we're looking at technology and we're looking at trying to find alternatives to some of the more recognized but pricey options out there um, it's difficult when it comes to budgeting and it's difficult sometimes uh, when it comes to expense justifying buying something that may uh, may be really really good 
really good. Maybe maybe you haven't tried it. Maybe you can't afford to try it. Maybe you don't want to shell out the money or the, you don't want to ask for somebody else to shell out the money, to be honest. That's, that's a bit more likely, isn't it? So um, what I thought I'd do is I would share to you um, as an honorary northerner, uh, because you you know unless you're born here you, you know you're never really part of the north you know that people still say to me Tom Tom why do you speak like that and I was like I wasn't born here ah well it's just an excuse that isn't it just an excuse so what we're going to be uh, looking at is we're going to be looking at ways to find alternative technology um, for free um, we're going to be talking about the difference between uh, whether something is free, whether something is freemium. We're going to be talking about uh, my top tips for my favorite free alternatives to more recognized software and a really, really good website on trying to find that software. That's going to be one of the first tips that we do. Um, we're going to look at all sorts of different things to do with trying to keep your budget down, you know, trying to keep trying to keep your money in your pocket and still having really, really, really good products because it's not necessarily the case that just because something is free means that it is a lesser product. Technology is a wonderful thing. The internet is a wonderful thing. And there are some fantastic people out there who have created things that I still can't understand the budgetary model. You know, I keep talking about audacity. I think I keep talking about audacity every single show. Audacity, free to use, brilliant absolutely perfect bit of kit and we're going to be looking at other examples today so um let's start um shall we start with tom's tech tips today i think we might do to be honest because the tech tips bit kind of leads into the rest of the stuff so let's do that hang on hang on guys here we go one more time people one more time I sounded like a mid-80s DJ there for a second there. Yeah, all apologies. Sorry. I've had... Um, <laughs> I've had many, many coffees before the start of the show. It is quite late. You know, I don't like to like sound too sleepy when I'm doing this. I'm trying to convince the producers that I'm not half asleep and I really do have a plan. Uh, it doesn't help when uh, you've had four coffees and then you accidentally delete all your show notes around about two minutes from the start of the show. Um, yeah, technology is a wonderful thing, but sometimes there, there you can come a cropper. So I'm looking at my notes now from uh, my mobile phone and uh, speaking to somebody who is quite uh, long-sighted, it's going to be a bit of a trip today, people. It's going to be a bit of a trip, but that is okay. So Tom's Tech Tips, the first website I want to talk about is kind of like the gateway to all the other things that um, I want to talk about. Well, it's my gateway. Well, it's not my gateway. I didn't create it, but it's a really, really, really good resource. If you're looking for alternatives for a particular piece of software, if you're looking for alternatives to an office package, if you're looking to for alternatives to the Adobe packages. Um, uh, fantastic pieces of software in their own right, but of course they come with quite a hefty price tag in many different cases. So what do you do if you think to yourself, I wanna use something like this, but I can't afford to use that particular program. So what I have been doing and what I've been doing for the past fair few years, because I am immensely, immensely tight. Um, and not only that, 
the students who I speak to, they don't have unlimited funds to buy a particular technology. So what I try and do is I try to always offer alternatives that are extremely low cost or in fact free. One of the ways that I do that to save myself some time to make sure that I am not uh, spending hours and hours and hours and hours kind of um, searching for treasure troves in dark corners of the internet. Uh, Who's got time for that? I ain't got time for that. You know, I spend so much time on Twitter. I've only got time to do out else. But um, if we're talking, trying to find alternatives to really good software that is in fact really good, one of the best sites that I um, uh, use is something called alternative2.net. That's A-L-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-V dot, uh, sorry, I'll say that again, A-L-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-V-E-T-O dot net. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend this site if you are looking to try and find software that may have a little less of a budgetary, um, a budgetary, uh, huge, massive hole in your pocket if you do decide to buy something. So Alternative 2 is a wonderful website that, that gives you crowdsourced alternatives to software. So what you do basically is you think about the software that you want to use but can't afford, or think about the software that has some really good features but you're looking for something in particular, or you just want to have a look and see what else is out there. You want to go a little bit further afield to some of the more recognized products and you want to see what else is in uh, the market. If you go to alternative2.net and you basically put the software that you want to find an alternative to, it's genius marketing people, it's really, really good when it comes to the name of the site, um, it will find a crowdsourced um, uh, list of alternative products for the product that you input. Along with, our, along with those alternatives is um, commentary about the products and how close they are to the uh, first product that you put in. Um, some of the really good things about this alternative product, some of the really uh, uh, good things about the uh, alternative bits and bobs. Um, so uh, what I really recommend you to do, if you want to go on your own treasure hunt, but you haven't got the time to, you know, uh, uh dig for lots and lots, dig in lots of sites, you know, find, um, you know, the coin that will put you to the uh, lost ark with a laser shooting out. If you haven't got time for any of that nonsense, then the first thing that you need to go is go to Alternative 2. Alternative 2, plug in the software that you want to find an alternative to and have a look and see what's out there. So, that's your first port of call. Well, that's my first port of call. And I'm sure people, other people have got other uh, ways of going about this. But yeah, Alternative 2 is a really, really good, really nicely curated uh, community that tells people about other softwares that are out there that perhaps you may not have considered. And that's really important. It's good to have a wide, wide range and have a look at all these different things to see if there's something that can, um, something that tickles your fancy, something that might tickle the fancy of your students, something that you might recommend to students that they look at themselves. Uh, we know that there's lots of different students in lots of different areas that don't have the capacity just to buy 
the newest version of something or the best version or something or the most recognized version of something like i said before best is not necessarily the case yeah let's get let's get away from that you know high price means high quality it's not necessarily true guys not necessarily true sometimes it is but it's not a given it's not a rule so if you've got a student who doesn't really have a load of funds maybe they want to do a bit of music creation and you can you can uh, direct them to soundtrack maybe they want to do a little bit of video editing and you can direct them to hang on here we go uh video editing um i'm not going to mention like the the biggest video editing software out there because i think to be honest they get enough they get enough press so we all understand that there are pack video editing packages out there um that are very very well used uh, the next top tech tip uh for this particular session is something called davinci resolve DaVinci Resolve is an excellent video editor and it's almost a, it's used by professional um, people in the profession to uh, create and edit videos and you can get it for free. It's a fully developed, um, very, very feature filled, very well, quite sophisticated piece of software um, and you can download it and you can use it for no money whatsoever and it acts as an alternative to the many many different choices out there when it comes to video editing whether it be uh, online video editing whether it be uh, downloadable video editing adobe packages or uh, things like clidio things like uh, movavi that all have a price point to them whereas davinci resolve doesn't and it is an it's an industry standard piece of kit that doesn't actually cost anything. So if you have a student who is, you know, who is interested in video editing, maybe they want to cut together a YouTube video. Maybe they want to uh, make their uh, uh, gaming feed a little bit more sophisticated, or maybe they just want to mess around a bit. Um, DaVinci Resolve, my second, my we're burning through them at the moment my second recommendation is a fantastic piece of software it has a really steep learning curve uh, don't get me wrong it's not plug and play it's not kind of a media but what it is it's really powerful you can create some very professional looking videos using it and more importantly it's free um so before i go on to my next top tip what i want to do is i want to just get some uh, get some shout outs for some fantastic people who have uh, made some comments already on Twitter. Um, it is so nice to get feedback and it's so nice to get other people's suggestions because I ain't being funny. Um, if it was up to me, I would just literally talk at you for an hour and a half. I mean, you listen, well, you've got no choice but to listen. <laughs> Captive audience is the way that I like it. Um, but it's great that other people have had input today. So I'm just going to check my Twitter collection here and see what people have said. Mark Hardesty on uh, Twitter, Hardesty Mark, um, is uh, very, very knowledgeable about these IT shenanigans that we talk about. And he has given us a massive list, a massive list of free software that's available. Audacity, Audacity is once again there. Um, Windows Video Editor that's built in 
to Windows. It's part of the photo editing program, I think, uh, at the moment. You can uh, you can edit, you can trim, you can add uh, text and so on and so forth. So it's there. And if you have a Windows machine, it's there for free. Um, we've got Office 365 with the licenses. Fantastic packages. I love Office. I love, I love Office 365 purely because of the assistive technology. Uh, because that's my bag but um yeah really really good package uh we've got uh, autodesk we've got autodesk education we've got well, i'm not going to tell that one because that's going to be my next <laughs> that's going to be my next <laughs> my next tip for a good piece of software so mark i'm i'm censoring you i'm censoring you at the moment but not to worry uh, uh adobe express products of course don't have a price point sketch up for education although uh, according to mark it's a nightmare to configure and then uh, last but not least from Mark is Blender. Um, all these programs are free. Uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, thank you very much, Mark, for uh, commenting and helping out the show. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, so um, next uh, on... Um, we are looking at something called GIMP. Now, GIMP is a... Um, uh, or GIMP. GIMP is a photo editing program, much like a uh, very famous photo editors. And it does just about anything that you could want it to do. It's free to download, uh, shareware, as it were. And it is just a really, really good alternative. I want, I said it, I mentioned it before, but I want us to move away from the fact that if it's free, then it's not as good as a paid product. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah, of course, there may be a lack of certain features. And a bit later on in the show, I'm going to just go through a checklist with you all about kind of what you should do when you're kind of starting out on this journey of finding uh, these wonderful treasure troves of free products. Um, but I want us to try and, you know, step back from, you know, it's paid for, so therefore it's better. There are certain things that paid for programs do come with that are um can be very important in an educational setting such as um <clears throat> excuse me such as customer support and updates and so on and so forth but once again let's 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 move away let's move away from the whole kind of you know you know more expensive is better more money means better product that kind of let's move away from that capitalist model guys i think it's a capitalist model i don't really know what i'm talking about when it comes to politics but or is that politics or is that uh, is that commerce or is it it's economics, isn't it? Anyway, um, let's move away from that kind of thinking and let's think to ourselves, okay, there are these things available. Let's use them. Let's, let, let's use them. Let's, let's recommend them to students. Let's, let's uh, ensure that everybody has uh, equal access to some of the things that are out there and can help them. And that can help them with their own education. I mean, even teachers and educators out there, you'll more, you know, feel free uh, to use these things yourself. I'm incredibly tight, you know, I'm cheap as chips. I don't like forking out a whole bunch of money for stuff if I can help it. Um, that doesn't mean that I just go out and rob things, by the way, uh, that was never proven in court. Um, but uh, it means it does mean that I like a bargain. I like things that are free, that are a good quality. So hopefully we're going to be talking a little bit more about those things later on. So uh, program wise, what have we had so far? We start off with alternative two, where is somewhere there where you can find a list of alternative programs 
to the one that you input. It can save you time and effort uh, to look for particular programs that do the similar things to the program that you put in. Um, then uh, I have, <coughs> excuse me, then we recommended, as I bring my tiny notes on my phone up, uh, then DaVinci, Re uh, DaVinci Resolve for uh, professional level editing, uh, video editing, if you're, in, if you're a media teacher. Um, and you don't know already, I'm assuming that you do, to be honest, because you probably know a lot more about this kind of stuff than I do. But if you haven't heard of it already, check it out. DaVinci Resolve, absolutely brilliant uh, video editing software. And then the next one is GIMP, which is a uh, photo editing or image editing piece of software, which is really, really good, really uh, kind of almost almost subtly powerful doesn't really wear its kind of power on its sleeve to mangle an analogy there but it does a really really good job if you want something an image editor or a photo editor does exactly what it says on the tim so those are my first two recommendations um what i'm going to do uh, at this very moment in time is i am also going to um let you have a look Oh, sorry, let you have a look. You're not looking at anything. This is this is podcasting. You don't see anything. Although, to be honest, I did buy a bunch of LED RGB lights kind of a few days ago. So if any of the producers want me to actually do a live video feed, I'm not spending that money to have nobody see it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. As long as I can, like, kind of get funding for makeup and those, like, really, really nice ring lights that kind of take away the massive bags under your eyes. Um, I am, I'm there, but, uh, for the moment, um, let me stop yammering on, excuse me. And, uh, uh, let's have a bit of the news. This episode of teachers talk radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion 
for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. report in the Evening Standard covers the news that Eton College will open state six forms in towns in the north of England and the Midlands. The schools will be opened in Dudley, Middlesbrough and Oldham and will help students to get into Oxbridge and other top universities. The three areas are included in the list of 55 education cold spots that have been targeted for additional support by the government's levelling up agenda. It comes as part of a partnership with Star Academies. Higher achieving pupils at GCSE who are from poorer backgrounds will be encouraged to gain top A-level grades. Eton will bid in the next wave of the government's free schools programme, with colleges expected to welcome their first pupils in 2025. In the Gambia, UK-based charity Binti Period revealed its plans to introduce menstrual pads into the Gambia so that all girls have access. The charity believes that this would further ensure that girls do not drop out of school during puberty. In a meeting with the First Lady of Gambia, the charity also explained how it had embarked on a programme to train 100 teachers in the Gambia on menstrual education. The objective is to smash the stigma and shame attached to menstruation, but the training also covered other issues including polygamy, FGM and sexual grooming. Online lessons are to be made available to 100,000 refugee pupils said Education Secretary Nadim Zahawi. He was speaking at the Association of School and College Leaders annual conference in Birmingham. He stated, we are working with the schools to ensure that the tens of thousands of Ukrainian children we will welcome to our shores will have a place in our education system. The lessons will be made available through Oak National Academy via an auto-translate function available in both Ukrainian and Russian. Matt Hood, Principal of Oak National Academy said, the work we have done to make Oaks lessons available in Ukrainian is only a tiny contribution to this crisis, but it is a tool that may help them re-establish some sort of routine once they reach safety. Finally, this week saw the annual recognition of International Women's Day, but a story in Schools Week reports that many colleges have had to defend themselves after a Twitter bot called them out for hypocrisy. Organisations across the UK came under fire after the gender pay gap bot retweeted their posts honouring the day with details added about their figures on women's median hourly pay compared to men's. Numerous colleges fell victim with some deleting their original posts. In response, some colleges have said that context should be considered. For example, Furness College in Cumbria, where women's median hourly pay is 32.4% lower than men's hourly rate, told FE Week that their gap was high because a large number of female staff are in lower skilled jobs. The Fawcett Society campaigns to close the gender pay gap and agrees that the divided labour market, where women are still more likely to be in low-paid and low-skilled jobs, is a reason for the gap 
but says that inequalities and discrimination in the labour market must be reduced if things are to improve. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk timers. After being challenged to make a timer with shapes in PowerPoint, I thought I'd throw out a quick tip for the most common presentation software used in teaching. Microsoft PowerPoint and Google Slides. The easiest way to add a timer is embedding a YouTube timer video. In Google Slides, it's easy. Simply click on the insert menu and select video. You'll then be given the option to search YouTube. If you didn't know already, YouTube is full of timer videos. So type in the timer you want, for example, five minute timer, and you'll be given a list of videos to choose from. Select the one you want and it'll embed. Finally, use the video format options to determine whether you want it to play on a click, start automatically or manually. Job done. You can also do this in PowerPoint, but you'll need to search YouTube first to find your video as you'll need the video's URL. If you're not a geek, that's the big long www address. Now you've got the address, select insert video and online video. Paste in the address and it will embed. Again, you can decide how it plays back in the playback menu. For both these methods, you need to be connected to the internet for them to work, but usually you will be. For this week's visual version, I'll retweet my example of the shape timer from last week and add a short tutorial demonstrating the methods I've just described. So don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Good is Steve's stuff on there. It makes it, it, it's, it's, it's just an embarrassment for me. I just drone on for an hour and a half, and Steve is giving you some golden tips there absolutely golden tips about your presentations. Um, to be honest, if I was going to put a, a timer on my presentation, it wouldn't be for anybody else, it'd be for me. I'd be like, ah, overrunning is an absolute pain in the, in the unmentionables when it comes to the classroom. Anyway, okay, so we've had a look at two. Uh, no, we've had a look at three really, really good apps at the moment. And the last one uh, I'm going to talk about is probably my favorite and is very, very important when it comes to the aforementioned YouTubing, mass media, and so on and so forth. So... I'm thinking of doing some more of these top tech just so i can listen to my jingle a bit more anyway uh yeah uh, obs studios is my last um my last recommendation obs studios is a uh, live streaming screen recording program that allows you to do absolutely tons of things when it comes to visual media um it's used by uh users of youtube it's used by users of twitch to live stream uh, things like games, uh, maybe they're musicians and they want to get a bigger audience out there. But once again, it's a free piece of software and it's really, really, really good at what it does. If you think about some of this software and uh, you think about, oh, is, 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 is this okay to use? Uh, OBS Studios is one of the most used streaming packages that exists. And, you know, and it, it's, it's for nothing. So you really have to think to yourself, okay, all right, so um, am I going to try this out? What am I going to do? 
Um, and how should I go about trying to find these things? Because it's one of those things where you don't know what you don't know unless you spend a lot of time searching for particular products. And I'm really, really lucky. I actually get time out of my day. I get paid to do this kind of research in my job. Um, where I find assistive technology and I find other types of technology that will help students uh, reach their academic potential, hopefully. But not everybody has that. Not everybody is as lucky as me. So um, uh, make sure that you have a really, really good way of finding what you want to find. One of the one things that I've mentioned is alternative two. Stick the software that you want to find an alternative to into the search bar and you get crowdsourced opinion about each of the alternatives. Um, uh, one of the other things I want to mention as well, <coughs> excuse me, one of the other things I want to mention before we kind of go on is I want to mention kind of what's the system of going about and trying to find these things because it's all well and good to just kind of, you know, uh, it's all well and good to kind of just go off there on a mad search and think to yourself, ah, yeah, okay, we're going to do this thing, we're going to do this. And then, to be honest, if you go about it in a kind of ad hoc way, it's sometimes the case that uh, that it won't work for you because you'll be searching and searching and searching and you won't find uh, the thing that you are really, really looking for. So what I am suggesting to you guys out there, if you want to do a bit of treasure hunting of these free packages, um, I think you really, really need to think about some rules for yourself. Set yourself some rules. So the first rule you need to think about is, does this free package, does this free program, does it offer the same functionality or the functionality that I need in comparison to perhaps one of the industry leaders? That's the first thing you've got to think about. You've got to be realistic about these kind of things. There will be differences. Um, you won't find complete clones of particular software, but you'll find something that's similar. So when you start looking for those types of things, what you do have to do is you have to think to yourself, okay, what is it that I want from this program? Or what is it that my students want or need from this program? Um, is it uh, really, really useful? Is it comparable to the thing that it's supposed to be comparable to? Uh, can it be as easily accessed? And so on and so forth. You still have to, you know, you have to be critical. It's not just, oh, that's free, we'll use that. Um, no, that basically, that's what I do. It's like, oh, that's free. Oh, I'll have seven. Um, <laughs> you have to be a bit cleverer than I do. Um, and you have to think to yourself, okay, does this offer the same functionality or does this offer similar functionality that will be useful? Because it might do, but it might not. So you've got to do a little bit of homework. Um, you've got to be feel, uh, pretty sure that what you do find is usable and what you do find is um, applicable for yourself and your students. Um, so that's my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice is, and this is where I do get a little bit cynical, there's always a part of the show where uh, cynicism intrudes uh, on my part. I think I've been this episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? 
then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us... You'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. Hey, hopefully we are back. Let's see if I am actually just speaking to people or I'm talking into the ether, which is very much like my teaching career, by the way. So we stopped at uh, Tom's Tech Tips recommendations and we are looking now at what can you do? What's your plan when you are looking to try to source free technology? Talked about making sure that you are... uh, making sure that you have all the things that you need or have a list of the things that you want from this technology. Have a list of the things that you want from the actual paid for version and though they compare. The other thing I want you to think about also is just be careful of the terms and conditions. Have a look to see if you're not paying too much when it comes to the information that's being taken from you for using the app. That's always that's always a problem. Some, well, it's not always a problem, actually. That makes it, makes, makes it sound really, really dodgy, and it's not. Um, the third thing I want you to think about is, I want you to think about is, is it actually free? There is a difference between a product being completely free and a product being freemium. Uh, I, I'm, I'm freemium really, really, really... It doesn't so much annoy me, but it just seems a little bit grubby. Freemium is like a, it's like somebody offering you a tiny little taste of something. It's like, whoa, oh, yeah, mate, you try some of this. It's going to be great. You you give this you give this my map a go, and you come back to me when you think, oh yeah, I want some more. Um, it's akin to drug dealing. No, it's not. No, it's, it's really not. It's not. But um, you have to think to yourself, okay, so how am I going to uh, talk to the other members of my staff? How am I going to talk to my management team? What 
is the actual price plan. Is it really free? A lot of shareware is completely free. Then there's no kind of uh, rolling contract. There's no freemium. You pay for the extra features. But you do need to know. You don't want to go into it and say, look, listen, this product doesn't cost me any money. And then, you know, six months down the line, you realize that you have to pay an extortionate amount uh, when it does not start working. All right. So what I want us to do is when we're talking about free technology, I want us to think about making sure that we don't have that problem of, oh, it's free, so it must be terrible. But you also have to be very, very careful. You see, it's the same as anything. You know, in some cases, there is such a thing as a free lunch. But in some cases, the free lunch is a limited buffet that doesn't include like chicken wings. You know what I mean? Probably not, to be honest. But anyway, let's go back to the feeds and some of the feedback that we've got about recommendations of tech and recommendations from people. Um, we've got a nice tweet here from Christian Still, who has been brave enough to uh, just put on uh, her own suggestion. Sorry, his own suggestion, her own suggestion. I can't tell by the little photograph. So all apologies, Christian, um, which is rememberMore.app. So very simply, the tweet states, a two-year project to make personalized space retrieval practice available to any teacher. Now, I don't think that's too bad a thing at all. I like the look of that. So I'm going to take a look at that myself a little bit later on. But that looks really, really nice. Um, it looks like a very a very uh, sophisticated bit of kit that is open to educators and it is free. Uh, Christian still, uh, father, husband and career teacher. Well, thank you very much, Christian. We very much appreciate your feedback for that particular uh, app that you have created. Much obliged, much obliged. Okay, so, um, and then in regards to free technology, regard uh, in comparison to paid for technology, there is something else that we have to think about. Is the use of technology necessary? Uh, Sam Barry, Mr. Sam Barry on Twitter, um, he states, we couldn't afford to update the iPads for a stop frame animation app. So we drew on a tracing paper, onion skinning, took photos and then scrolled through the camera reel to play. Sorry, is this too budget for you? No. No, Sam, that is absolutely brilliant. That's genius. That's absolute genius. When we're talking about budget, we are talking about using what we have. And yeah, some of this stuff is free, but some of these barriers when it comes to price can be overcome with a little bit of creative thinking. And Mr. Sam Barry from Twitter, thank you very much for that comment, because I think that's a really, really good idea. Sometimes you have to think to yourself, and this is where I lose my uh, ed tech uh, credentials. Sometimes you have to think to yourself, well, does that mean that you actually have to use tech? Uh, Sam was trying to go for uh, how to use a particular animation program. Um, but in the end, he started that uh, the students, they thought it was brilliant, but it just taught them the concepts rather than how to actually use a stop frame program. But you know what, learning the concepts of stop frame animation is in itself something that is in really, really important and really, really creative. And Sam, uh, kudos to you because you came up with a really good way of doing it. So well done you, Sam. Uh, very, very impressed. Okay, so 
what we've looked at is we've looked at uh, a number of different apps that you might want to uh, consider that are free. Uh, so we've looked at things like OBS Studio. We've looked at things like GIMP. We've looked at things like, and if I can remember the last one, it is getting a little bit late. So, you know, bear with me, guys. You know, don't be too harsh. Um, if we get... Uh, there's lots of different uh, apps that you can use, lots of different programs that are out there, but you do have to be careful. You do have to be careful. You have to make sure that they are offering the things that you need for your class or your, uh, you need for your class or you need for the students, or even if you need the stuff for yourself. Um, when it comes to uh, sourcing technology, we've talked about do you have a budget? Does your school have a budget? And if you think, and if your school doesn't have a budget, what do you do? Um, well, what you do is you try to find alternatives. If you are really set on using a particular program, you have to find the money. But if you can just do a little bit of lateral thinking, there are other products out there. It's the same in lots of genres of technology. It's the same in like the most used technology, such as word processing even down to the, uh, well, my kind of field, which is assistive technology. If you don't know this already, when it comes to assistive technology, assistive technology by its nature can be extremely expensive, inhibitively expensive in some cases. And without extra funding, such as the uh, Disabled Students Allowance funding, Sometimes students can't afford some of the packages that are recommended, some of the really uh, the industry leaders, as it were. So, as I mentioned before in the show, before we had our slight technical difficulties, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm classifying that as slight. To be honest, that is uh, my, uh, <laughs> that's the slightest thing that I've got. I am renowned for being uh, a technology teacher that has many, many a cock up in technology. And if you talk to any of my former colleagues, they will let you know some of the atrocious stories in regards to uh, chewing gum in USBs, uh, the projector falling on uh, my shoulder mid-lesson. That was always fun. That was a good one. That's a good story that has gone down in the annals of history. Um, but when it comes to technology and when it comes to thinking about what you're going to use it for, who you're going to use it for. Cost is a problem. Cost is a barrier. Don't ever let anybody say that it isn't. One of the things that I do is I recommend free technology. The other thing that I do is that I talk to companies themselves and say, listen, we really like your product. We're sure at some point in the future to perhaps be using your product. Can you throw us some free licenses? I'm not proud. I'm not proud at all. If I think a software, a particular software is going to help a student after I've had a conversation with them, I will beg, borrow and steal to see if I can get that particular software to that particular student. But as I mentioned, assistive technology is incredibly expensive due to the small market or relatively small market when it comes to that particular technology. So, for instance, industry leaders in assistive technology have usually been industry leaders for time, for an absolute, absolute age. Um, and sometimes it's a case of trying to find money for a particular program, but sometimes it's a case of looking further afield. This is one of the things that I want, 
if you do take anything away, uh, apart from, you know, uh, the incredible uh, technical difficulties and the gap in the show, um, it is that if you look for something, uh, you might well find it. That That is not... <laughs> that's the worst piece of cod philosophy um i have ever given my audience so apologies about that but what i mean is this um the technology does exist in many many different forms so for instance in assistive technology we have uh, speech to text we have text to speech and it used to be the case 10 years ago that you didn't have an option you had to get the thing that was there but now there's lots and lots and lots of different iterations lots of different programs that are available and it's the same with any kind of education technology or any technology that's used in an educational setting because it's not all ed tech it's uh, some of the things that we can uh, that we use is, are not necessarily just created for schools, but they can be extremely useful. But if you look a little further afield, you can find things that are quality, that are free, that are at least extremely low in cost in comparison. And I think sometimes it takes a little bit of tinkering and sometimes it takes a little bit of bravery to kind of go outside that model of uh, what's accepted as quality uh, what is going to be an easy sell uh, when it comes to buy-in of particular technology i mean the scenarios that i'm thinking about when it comes to uh, replacing uh, fairly expensive let's not let's, let's not be let's not beat around the bush some of this stuff is fairly expensive the scenarios that i'm thinking about when it comes to ensuring that uh, people get a chance to use these particular products is about like recommendations to students, you know, um, teachers uh, always looking to engage their students, always looking to try and find ways to, um, for one of a, a term, to build relationships with their students. If you can guide a student to a piece of free technology uh, about either their interests or uh, something to do with their academic uh, life or something like that is only going to be a bonus and with free technology you can do that without any personal cost to yourself because I know that there are teachers out there who spend an absolute fortune when it comes to equipment because there isn't a budget for that equipment immediately there so when we think about these things what I'm thinking of and what I'm kind of the scenario that I'm thinking about is you know pointing a student towards uh, OBS pointing a student towards GIMP, pointing a student towards something that's free, easily accessible, and the student can just, you know, go nuts with it. You know, um, a lot of students will know a little bit more about this kind of stuff than uh, teachers. That's not as common as I, I think people make out. You know, uh, I'm going to do a show a little bit later on about digital, the digital native myth. I've talked about it a lot on these shows because it really grinds my gears. Um, this kind of assumption that a student will know a lot more about technology is uh, one that is, is patently false. And if you spend any time, excuse me, <coughs> if you spend any time with students, you know that that's patently false. Because um, students know about certain things in certain areas, but sometimes it takes uh, a little bit of searching. It takes a little bit of um, a little bit of research to find something that they might think, "Oh my goodness me, this is amazing," you know. 
people don't necessarily think that there are products out there that are for free. Uh, a lot to do that. A lot of that is to do with marketing, uh, the marketing of the the the, uh, the more recognised products. Uh, you know, they have the they have the budget to advertise, whether it be uh, those annoying YouTube advertisements that come up before your cat playing piano videos, or whether it be uh, in more more general terms. But if you can, if you know that a student wants to do something in a certain area, doesn't have a budget to do it. It's great when you can just say, listen, have you considered this particular piece of software? And I've done that a number of times. Going back, of course, to assistive technology, um, where industry leading assistive technology can be incredibly expensive, expensive to a point where uh, many students in many different situations uh, uh, can't afford some of these stuff, some of the most well-known things. And you talk to them about some of the things that are freely available. You talk to them about some of the things that they can use today that don't cost anything. And uh, it, sometimes it's an absolute revelation for students. You know, the amount of times that I've been in sessions where students, where I've suggested a free package of something, um, in particular speech to text. Uh, so for instance, speech to text, uh, Mark uh, on Twitter mentioned the Office 365 package previously. Great assistive technology package. It has a dictate feature built in. It has a dictate feature, which is a pretty high accuracy, if I'm going to be honest. But it also has a transcription feature where you can upload MP3 and MP4s. And it will write them out for you. Um, and that is sometimes all a student needs to kind of just go off and do the thing that they need to do. You know, if a student can't afford uh, a particular package, but they still have a passion to do something, free technology offers them a way to kind of pursue that passion without having to budget or without having to think about how they're going to afford something. It's a leveler, in my opinion. It's a leveler. I, uh, for my sins, which are huge, <laughs> my past sins, uh, I have been an ed tech consultant. I've talked to companies about how they market their products to schools, how they market their products to um, staff, and how they market their products to students. One of the biggest things that I've told companies is make sure a percentage of your technology is free to use for students because it's only fair, you know, it's only fair. Not everybody has the same situation when it comes to money. Not everybody has the same situation when it comes to support and knowledge about technology. Free programs offer a way to level the playing field slightly. And I think when it comes to that leveling of the playing field, I think it can be incredibly important, but students won't know in general, they won't know that these things exist unless somebody tells them. So if you have a student in your class who is uh, spending all every single form uh, wrapping, if you have a student in your class who wants to use uh, an art package but can't afford to pay for that particular package, whether it be a one-off or whether it be uh, a rolling contract, then you can direct them to alternatives that are out there.
And believe you me, don't let the fact that students can uh, often be very, very good at certain technologies, don't let that put you off from giving students recommendations. One of the things that uh, students find difficult, or one of the things that I've seen that students find difficult, and we're not just talking about secondary or primary, or uh, even in HE, um, searching for something or knowing that something is available, um, that, that knowledge isn't really there. So if you can direct a student to a free package that is going to spark their interest, spark their creativity, help them in some way, um, you know, that basically makes you a hero in my eyes. I'm not saying that I'm particularly heroic. <laughs> my, my interest in free technology but pretty much comes down to the fact that I don't like paying for stuff. Um, but happily, it means that I know about technology that exists uh, that you can basically just point students to and say, listen, try this. Try this music creation tool. Try this uh, digital arts package. Uh, try this uh, word processor. Try the try this. Um, if you have students who have particular difficulty getting organized, uh, point them to a to-do list. Point them to a calendar. Point them to something that is immediately available for no money because that stuff is out there. It might be the case that it won't ever be accepted in your institution. There is a, not so much a fear, but a hesitancy when it comes to free technology uh, on an institutional wide level. And I can understand, uh, as I mentioned before in the show, sometimes uh, technical support isn't there. Sometimes, um, and that's really, really, really important on an institutional level, that a product has technical support, that it will be able to be used for um, uh, an extremely long amount of time into the future. So you're not shelling out for a product that doesn't do what it's supposed to do. But on a more kind of, on a less institutional level, on a more personal level, there's nothing stopping uh, teachers and educators from saying, listen, have you tried this? You know, have you, have you, you know, if you've got a, a student who loves music, have you tried this music creation package? If you've got a student who loves art, have you tried this art creation? Have you got a student who loves the movies? Have you, you know, have you, have you tried uh, Da Vinci Resolve? These things exist and they're, and they're there, but sometimes they become buried because there is this kind of attitude that, <clears throat> excuse me, there's this attitude that perhaps they're not up to scratch. Perhaps they're not uh, something that uh, is going to work uh, or perhaps they're a bit dodgy. And in all honesty, that does happen. You know, that does happen. But if you can, if you can find and source free technology in comparison to something that's a little bit more recognized, but um, too pricey for a student to use, what you're doing is you're providing them with a particular tool that might help them in their academic studies, or that might, it might kick off something in their own lives, in their pastoral, in their pastoral lives, you know, um, but apart from like the creative side of things and trying to make sure that you're kind of following students' interests, some of this technology, some of this free technologies are absolute game changers. As I said before, Office 365, their accessibility package, in my opinion, uh, this is not, uh, <laughs> this is, this is my own opinion. Uh, I just like to make that clear. This is just me not speaking for anybody, but in my opinion, the office 365 accessibility package, such as the use of immersive reader, such as the use of the dictate feature and so on and so forth is uh, second to none. You know, it's, 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 it's 
brilliant even in comparison for specific paid for assistive technology and that model is kind of the same across the board you know there are packages that exist that are high quality easy to use and free and i really think that if there is more knowledge if there's more awareness of those packages then that kind of hesitancy will decrease as it were and also you can't guarantee that the, the students will know about this stuff so sometimes it's just a case of ah you know did you know that there's this thing that you can download onto your your ancient chromebook and it will let you you know it'll let record record your voice it'll let you add music did you know that there's this free beats machine that you can just use as a backing track when you're incessantly uh without pause rapping when somebody is trying to take the register that kind of thing um but you see you, you get what i mean one of the jobs that we we well one of the jobs that we do as educators is that we try to provide tools for students but in the case of technology those tools can often come with a price point and that is uh, that's a barrier for many students in many different situations so uh, do your students favor um, point them in the right direction um, at the end of this session I'm gonna in the description for the download I'm gonna put all the um, technology that I've talked about in these particular uh, in this particular session uh, the first part and the ad hoc second part that we've got going on at the moment due to our technical difficulties because you know you're spreading the word and if you spread the word uh, sometimes it can really really benefit uh, students and also it can really benefit uh, educators as well once you come across something that's really really good um, it's, a, it's a fantastic thing I use for uh, writing, for planning, I use free technology. I use FreeMind, which is a downloadable app um, when it comes to uh, mind mapping to kind of get my ideas together. I also use something called, excuse me, <coughs> Orbit on an Android phone that is free to download that just lets you really easily create a, an idea of something and a plan for something. Um, and there's a wealth of technology out there that doesn't cost any money that you can use. I think as many teachers as possible, uh, it would be great if we had more things like teacher taught radio. Um, it would be great if we had more creators. I know everybody is so time poor and so tired at the moment, and this is probably not the best time to be mentioning, you know, finding uh, technology to help you create, to help put your view across. But I do think it's that important, and it doesn't mean that you have to shell out for loads of different things. I have a terrible habit of maybe having a couple too many drinks on a weekend and then going on Amazon and buying... Well, I, I, up here in the uh, up here in the attic in the north, um, I've got one, two, three, four. I've got three LED lights. I don't know why, but uh, that's quite a large cost. But it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't. You don't have to. Uh, when it comes to technology, you don't have to have an initial outlay to do some really, really good stuff. Whether that be photo editing, whether it be music creation, whether it be um, writing. It doesn't necessarily have to be an issue in regards to money. And I think that's something that institutionally people are a bit hesitant 
uh, and I can understand why, as I said before, sometimes if you're not paying for a particular product, you'll be paying in information. And that, when it comes to GDPR issues, when it comes to safeguarding issues, that means that it's not a, it's not viable in schools or it's not viable in certain places, but it is viable in conversations with students. You know, have you had a go at trying this? Have you tried this? Have you downloaded this particular thing? Oh, you know, and then you find this conversation, oh, you can download free things. I was like, yeah, I was like, isn't that stealing? No, 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 these are absolutely free to use tools that are really good standard. Audacity is the gold standard uh, when, I, when it comes to this kind of thing. I've mentioned it before, but OBS is fantastic. And there's all sorts of different things out there. And there's all sorts of different things that can help. And that's across the board when it comes to subjects. Uh, it's across the board when it comes to uh, whatever educational institution you may be working in, whether it be primary, whether it be secondary, whether it be HE, whether it be FE, these things um, can help. They can help. Uh, they can help foster passion. They can help uh, when it comes to trying to think of uh, trying to plan, trying to uh, ensure that you know what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. It can help when you just want to um, create a piece of art. And I think sometimes when it comes to technology, technology and creativity can sometimes be two opposing uh, points. And one of the reasons why they're uh, opposing is cost. I told you we'd be talking a lot about cash. Well, I'll be talking about a lot about cash today. Um, it's very, very easy to say, oh, you know, anybody be, can be creative. Anybody can, you know, anybody can create something. Well, yeah, anybody can, but it sometimes helps if you've got a bit of money to pay for something. Uh, let's not uh, let's not uh, pretend that it's a completely level playing field when it comes to these type of things. But when it comes to free technology or technology that is alternative to pay technology, then it does do a little, little, little tiny little bit, little tiny bit when it comes to when it comes to leveling the playing field, um, because it's not just about being able to create it's about having access to the tools that allow that creation to be easier or allow that creation to be uh, better or allow you to do certain things that mean that you can create as it were i mean uh, i talk i'm talking about creation a lot because uh, when i talk about uh, this free technology it's often linked to things like creation of media it's often linked to pictures it's often linked to video but as I said, it's the same in any type of sphere. It's in the same as any type of uh, the same in any type of subject. There are things that are acceptable or have been accepted to use when it comes to technology. But there is a wealth of apps, programs, uh, advice, ways to find the technology. Um, uh, as I said, you know, if you want to start on this journey, it's really, really good that there are certain sites like alternative2.net where you plug in what you want to find and it comes up with crowdsource and i think crowdsource is important because when it comes to free technology the only real opinions that uh, are worth anything are users opinions um so when uh, when it comes to that kind of thing there are ways to source products that mean that you don't have to shell out you don't have that particular barrier in regards to getting started in regards to kind of making 
uh, making a uh, you know making a movie making a video uh, the glorious Tom Rogers uh, uh, says how do you judge the tech is there a review site for free stuff alternative to net has reviews of that particular site both in is this comparable to the thing that you uh, uh, want to use and also is it good so yeah it's like a trust pilot yeah it's like a trust pilot for free technology or trust pilot to alternative technology because some of the suggestions aren't free but a lot of the suggestions that are given are free because strangely enough there's quite a big interest in free things <laughs> it's not just me as an honorary northerner no 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 no. there's quite a big interest in regards to free um free technology and free ways that you can put yourself on a bit more of a level playing field so i'm just going to go back to um i'm just going to go back uh, to the kind of the, the Twitter feed of the suggestions that have kind of popped up. And once again, thank you very much, everybody. It's really, really nice um, to have people chiming in. It really is. Makes my day, really, because uh, it's very strange here in, uh, in my quiet attic room speaking to who knows what or speaking to nobody <laughs> a little bit earlier on in our show. But it's really nice to have people's opinions as to what's good, what's not. And I think what I want to do is I want to end with Sam Barry. Um, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Sam Barry from Twitter, about using using uh, using a certain amount of creativity to make sure that students have an option to do something that perhaps they wouldn't have if they had to pay for a particular product um it's it's a difficult one for me because as ever i love technology and i love the use of technology i love i love the use of digital but also i do understand that the digital world uh, as much as it likes to present itself is not as accessible as it should as it should be one of the reasons it's not accessible is because um certain tools cost money and that's you know we could be the i could be the biggest technological pusher as it were but you can't get away from the fact that if you want to do a certain thing that you have to pay a price for that when it comes to sourcing free technology that kind of barrier if not removed is uh, lessened as it were and that's what sam barry did when he couldn't afford to update the ipads that they're working with and he found another way um, what Sam did is he found a really really creative way of uh, teaching uh, the, the kind of concepts of stop-motion animation it wasn't exactly what he wanted to do and it wasn't you know it probably wouldn't have been exactly the same lesson if all those iPads were up to scratch but uh, I'm sure that many teachers and educators out there know that sometimes we have to work with the technology that we are given. And when we do have to work with the technology that we're given, um, we sometimes don't have as many alternatives as perhaps we would like. So uh, it's not just about being on a budget. It's not just about saving cash. It's not just about me being absolutely tight as anything. It's about giving people a chance. 
you know it's about giving people a chance to try this technology and free open source in many cases technology is a wonderful way to give people a taste of some of the things that you can do out there if you're interested in uh, free technology in general or you're looking if you're looking for recommendations as I say, uh, one of the wonderful things about my job is that I get to spend a percentage of my week researching. Uh, in my case, it's a researching assistive technology. So uh, technology that will help uh, primarily disabled students to achieve what they want to achieve. But I'm always happy to take a quick look or I've got absolutely reams and reams of spreadsheets that have lists of free technology. Um, and if you want a recommendation, give me a shout more than happy, more than happy to help people and uh, just point people in directions that I think will be useful. But if you want to have a go at trying to find something yourself, then the best place to start is alternative2.net. Uh, it's there already. It's It works. You can find some wonderful stuff for a very, very, very little cost or absolutely no cost whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I'm tight. Yeah, I don't like forking out for things, but also I think free technology represents uh, a certain um, equalizer in regards to education. And it represents a way that we can help our students pursue uh, their interests. And, uh, you know, when a student is able to do that, well, it's sky's the limit, isn't it? Um, yeah, so uh, we're coming up to the end of the uh, session. I'd just like to thank a few people. Um, uh, thank you very much, uh, Tom, for helping me deal with the technical issues halfway through the show. Much appreciated. Uh, big up. Uh, thank you very much for Graham for that fantastic intro. Now that I can tell everybody that I'm actually sat in my attic whilst I do these shows, you know, um, I would love to say that I've got a, a, a wonderful studio set up. But to uh, continue the theme of free and cheap technology, I'm using a renewed PC that's 12 years old. I've got uh, one screen that cost me £7 from a charity shop and another screen that I got out of Skip. So, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to live what I preach, as it were. Um, but as I say, uh, thank you very much to um, uh, Sam Barry. Thank you very much to Christian Still. Uh, thank you very much to Mark Hardesty for getting involved. Really appreciate the feedback. Uh, thank you very much to all the live listeners. Once again, apologies for the technical difficulties. But, you know, um, uh, the gods are ironic, aren't they? You know, if, anybody, if anybody's going to have technical difficulties, it's going to be the fella that is yammering on about technology, isn't it? You know, because I, I do believe... I do believe that, I do believe that somebody's got me in there. If I was a conspiracy theorist, I might think to myself, well, have these uh have these uh big companies try to shut me down because I'm talking about free stuff. Mm, yeah, there's something to ponder on a Sunday evening. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure they're all listening. <laughs> but listen thank you very much for staying with me thank you very much for listening thank you very much for your input and hopefully uh i am on again next week uh hopefully without a break that time um and i think next next week 
uh, is uh, I'm going to go and dive into my absolute passion, my absolute area of expertise, which is assistive technology and some of the issues around assistive technology. We might talk about cost again. We might talk about how to source it. We might talk about um, uh, things like what's really, really good, what's really useful, but also uh, some of the wider issues in regards to um, equality and uh, not using technology as a replacement for good practice. But anyway, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you have a really nice snooze and you're fresh for Monday morning. I'll be thinking of you here. Um, uh, so uh, go out there, uh, have a quick look at the list of technology and alternative to recommend something, you know, recommend it to a student. They'll love you for it. All right. I'll speak to you later on. Bye now.